I want to talk about Jägermeister. Dad, what do you know about Jägermeister? I mean, well, really, all I know, it's got a really awesome stag logo. What, what else do I need to know about Jägermeister? Well, uh, you should know that you've been drinking it all wrong this entire time. Damn, that's cold. There's a right and wrong way to drink it? Yes, there is, Dad. You should be drinking it ice cold at zero degrees Fahrenheit, to be exact. Huh? Well, you know what? That explains a lot. I've just been pulling it straight off the shelf. Oh, Dad, I'm so glad I got to you in time. No, that is entirely wrong. The only way to serve Jägermeister is ice cold. So wherever you're at, if you're hanging out with friends or you're at the bar or you're helping your dear sweet father try and get right, call the shots. Cheers with ice cold shots of Jägermeister. Damn, that's cold. And remember to check out Jägermeister at www.draftkingsxjägermeister.com. Remember, drink responsibly. Jägermeister liqueur, 35% alcohol by volume. Imported by Mast Jägermeister US, White Plains, New York. Lots of things go better together. Hockey, food, golf, peanut butter and jelly, Gojo and Golik, Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey. What? But if you really want to take things to the next level, drink some Labatt Blue Lights with your friends and live life to the power of we. Always enjoy responsibly. Beer, Labatt USA, Buffalo, New York. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. You're listening to DraftKings Network. Welcome back to Gojo and Golik. It's the time of the week we've all been waiting for. The Week 7 Golic Acrostic. And yes, there is a poem. But first, G, get me the damn ball. O, one win wonders. L, Lamar comes back from London to take on the Lions. I, in case of emergency. And C, can the Dolphins knock off the Eagles? Now, the poem. G is the request of a disgruntled wide receiver. O is the one team win who will make us a believer. L is for a game littered with alliteration. I is for a coach with baby expectations. C is for the game that's going to be awesome. Now let's break down week seven with a guy living with a possum. All right, mm. gentlemen. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Yeah. Yes. Uh, mm. By the way, I had my first moment of terror last night in my sleep when I thought the possum was crawling across my feet, and I about knocked everything <laughs> off the nightstand <laughs> in my room. Turned out to just be a blanket that was rolling over the wrong way on my feet, but now I live with constant fear that the possum that I still need to give an official name to that lives in my walls after finding its way under the cabinet in my sink in my bathroom yesterday is still out here. Now I live with this ever-present fear that any little tickle I feel is just that possum kind of crawl into bed with me it's gonna haunt have you, you have you let uh, you still have the the two knobs tied together so you can't open yes. the that's smart. i'm gonna actually i was actually thinking about getting um 
the baby latches that parents put on knobs I've got for their some extras. kids to childproof them. Yeah, I have a, plenty of extras I can send your way. Are you going to take? Are you going to take care of the issue, or are you just going to live with this? Well, I mean, we took care of the issue somewhat no, you already by blocking it with car. The hole is blocked. It can't All right, get in so, anymore. So that, then why are you tying the 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 door? He's afraid. Shut? He's because afraid. You can never be a hundred percent. So you're gonna. So you're you're choosing to live in fear is what you're yes. doing. Yes. Instead I of taking hold, choosing. grabbing hold of the lapels of the situation, you are deciding to live in fear of the situation. But the I mean, lapels what of lapels the situation, would you like me to grab? It's the hairless well, possum tail. The hairless Get something done. Tail. Take care of the hole on the outside. Uh, get someone there to see it. The, uh, you, he's, landlord, he, right? Yeah, he's got a landlord. Somebody else has to patch up this hole. He can't just go out there with a Let me ask you a question. You know. have, have you even talked to the landlord yet? No, I got busy oh, stuff going oh, on right oh, now. I got two oh. jobs during the week. I'm so, getting ready to go down to Florida State to call this Duke game. Got that going on. I got to come over here and strap on the feed bag and carry you five days a week. This full-time stuff that I got going on here, I can't be worried about possum things all the time. I gave a whole day to possum things. I had a whole afternoon of possum things. I can't have rollover. It's not rollover minutes of possum time here that I can just have in my given life. I got a lot of stuff going on. So you're choosing to live in fear. Got it. Move on. Yeah, hundred percent. Okay. Right. Yeah, yeah. Every, every okay. Yeah. So, guys, let's start with uh, let's start with G for <laughs> get me the damn ball here. Devonte Adams not too oh. happy with his role with the Raiders offense. Take a look. I mean, it's a work in progress. Obviously, we're going to continue to work through it. But I mean, I'm a human being, and I have extremely high standards for myself and this offense. So, it's to me, it's not just about you know. I'm sure people thinking like you know, well, they won the game, they won the Packers game. You know, why is there an issue? I mean, you see why it's an issue. You you know, y'all should know who I am, know what I'm about at this point. So it's not about, you know, when when you're when you're a player like me mentally is my benchmark is not wins and losses is greatness. So when I go out there, I expect to be able to have that ability to put that on tape and have the uh, an influence on the game. And that's like I say every week, that's the, my purpose for being here. I'm not here just to hang out. And, you know, like I said, come here to hang out with Derek and all of that stuff from last year came here to win and to, to do it the right way. So if, I mean, if it don't look like it's supposed to look, then, I mean, I'm, I'm going to be frustrated if I'm not a part of that, that plan because, as you know, I have, I have the opportunity to go and make, to, to change that and make it look like a much better picture out there. And if that doesn't happen, then I'm going to be frustrated. You know, if, if Jacoby goes out and have a, a monster game or if the offense is scoring every five plays, like, the, you know, our first drive on the Bills, then it is what it is. I don't, you know, I don't, it's not about me. But, you know, I'm one of the bigger pieces, you know, as to why this offense is going to go. And if I'm not getting it, then that's obviously not um, according to plan. So we want to we want to obviously keep working like we are to, to get that, that right. Hmm. Um, that sounds it, like a guy who's pissed they embarrassed him in front of his it, former team. Yeah, it. I mean, that whole speech was it is about him. Yeah. I but mean, you, it, know when it, you, it, you know, when it, you start talking and yes. you're like you're you're the wheels keep spinning and you're yes. kind of saying something that you kind of know that maybe you should rein yourself in, but I, you can't stop. Jesse, you yep. are a thousand percent right. As he was talking, I was just sitting here going, stop, stop, mm-hmm. stop. You actually said 
it's not. A, it's, didn't he say at one point it's not about winning? It's not about wins <laughs> like, and losses. It's, it's not about, about wins. It's about my standard of which is also one of those things that sounds better in your head of you yes! saying, "Hey, I yes! know the standard." Because you know what, Dan, I can I can play devil's advocate and I could say I understand what he means, which oh. is the best version of this offense yes. exists with Devontae Adams as a major part of it because over the long term of the season they won't be able to win games as consistently if he is not a focal point of this offense which i 100 agree with yes. you have arguably Agreed. the best receiver in the nfl on your team you should be getting him the ball more than nine targets for six receptions and 74 yards in the last two games but when it comes out as my standard is not wins and losses everything wow. after yeah. that starts to I sound mean, wild I, i'm with you i Get what he was saying, but the delivery. Yeah. But then again, what do we say is the most diva position on the field? It's wide receiver. And you always wonder about wide receivers because even when he said about Jacoby Myers, I was waiting for him to say, hey, if Joe, Jacoby's catching all the balls and we're winning, I was waiting for him to say, that's great. That's all that matters. But he said, if Jacoby's catching all the balls and doing well, it is what it is. Well, yeah, it means it's going well for you. I mean, I, I am with you. Uh, and Jesse, I agree with you. He started talking and he kept going, but I don't I don't think I, I also wrong? believe I also believe there's an element of him saying, you know what, if we win or lose, whatever, I want my I want my catches. I mean, there that that sounded because listen, he's got 16 more targets than the next closest person, Jacoby Myers. Right. You know, he's got nine more catches than Jacoby. He's been targeted 59 times, Jacoby th uh, 43 times, and Jacobs 35 times. He has been targeted the most. He has the most receptions, and he wants more. And I get it. I get it. But I, I go back to what Jesse said. He just started talking, and the way it was coming out was just like. Dude, pull the reins a little bit here. It is about wins and losses. Yeah. But I agree. He's not wrong. Like, you need to be getting Devontae Adams Agreed. the ball more if you're the Las Vegas Agreed. Raiders. Yes. And I can understand him being as candid with this as he is. One, because we've seen the recent trend in the NFL that you're a star. If you are a star wide receiver and you publicly complain about your role in the offense, see you get Stephon the ball digs this offseason, yeah. yeah. who is now fourth in the NFL and targets fourth in the NFL and receptions, I believe, or AJ Brown recently, who's been on an unholy tear with the Eagles right. after the sideline dust up we saw with that team. It gets results. And so I do not fault Devontae Adams for following the pattern that has proved very successful in the NFL right now. But also, Dad, what does he have to lose? He came over to this team. Like he said, I thought he snuck in the quiet part there. I didn't come here to hang out with Derek last year. The dude yeah. he came here to play with is gone. His former college teammate yep. out of here. The organization yep. decided to do different things. And now he's left holding the bag on a bad football team after years playing with the Packers where they were in the NFC Championship game all the time. So dude is in a very different situation yeah, he than he has been in his NFL career. And I'm sure recognizes this team isn't a playoff team. This no. team isn't a very nope. good team. And so at the very least, I'm going to do me and I'm going to get mine, which is actually very understandable. Understandable given the backdrop. Well, it, of it, it is. I, I do think he truly believes the more the ball is thrown to yes. me, the better chance we have of winning. I, I think that was his point that just unfortunately didn't come across like that too well in that soundbite. It, it gives me more appreciation for Michael Parsons going out there and doing a solo podcast every week with all that yeah. time in front of the microphone yeah. and not saying more things that are disagreeable for a lot of people. So, uh, Dan, it will be interesting for the Raiders. They got the Bears uh, coming up this weekend at the Bears, at the Lions, at the Giants, at the Jets. So outside of that Lions trip, not a murderer's row of a schedule here as they keep trying to get their footing underneath them. And I'd imagine 
Devontae Adams will find his way into more receptions here. Let's get to the O, Dad. One-win wonders. Which one-win team can actually pull the upset off this weekend? You've got the Patriots taking on the Bills, the Giants taking on the Commanders, the Bears against that Raiders team, the Cardinals against the Seahawks, and the Broncos versus the Packers. I'll just say this, Dad. I'm going to probably go ahead and put the Broncos off to the side on this one here. I understand this Packers team hasn't been lighting it up necessarily, but that Broncos defense still a non compete I'm not going to put my faith in them to do anything on this front who do you look at from that one win group of teams and say actually has a chance to pull this off you're setting the Broncos aside I'm setting the Patriots aside I mean if the Bills are planning to go where they're going you can't lose to this Patriots team which is a bad team I could go with any of the other ones I think I'm gonna go with the Giants even though they have been about as inept a scoring offense as you possibly could have Uh, I, I believe still no first half touchdowns out of this team. Tyrod Taylor going to be starting again. But, you know, it, it's not like this Washington team is overwhelming, right? So I, that now everything kind of lines up against the Giants. They're, they're starting yet another O-line uh, combination. Their, their left yeah. tackle and center are out again. Everything I look at this game, I say, boy, this is bad for the Giants, bad for the Giants. The only thing I can say it was a good loss last week, 14-9. to nine. Uh, to Buffalo, the defense played pretty well. The offense, not so much. But maybe it's more, I'm not sure where Washington is right now. Uh, and, and I think and it's a division game that always adds to it. So I actually think the Giants could pull one off here. See, that would be the same reason I would probably go with the Cardinals, potentially, just because we've seen them do it already this year. It's a division opponent, so you know it's going to be a froggy one there. Them or I'd say the Bears and the Raiders, just because we've talked about this Bears team is not a great, or this Raiders team is not a great team. And for the Bears, it's interesting. We're going to constantly use each and every week as a one-game assessment of Justin Fields and what his future could potentially be there. And one of the most recent sample sizes was a pretty good outing against the Washington Commanders team. They got off the schneid and got that one win, But, Dad, that was a game where I don't know if we learned all that much about Justin Fields, the passer in that game, just because a lot like in the preseason, so much of the yards gained in that game were DJ Moore. They were close to the line of scrimmage. It was DJ Moore as a big body wide receiver going up and bullying a 155-pound rookie cornerback who was in over his depth in that game. I do want to see that more consistently and more of how this Bears (laughs) offense can evolve. This might be a soft landing spot where the athleticism of Justin Fields and the greatness of dj Moore can be enough but we'll see if justin fields even plays right sure i mean he's exactly. got the hand issue so it might be badgent against hoyer oh that's right Bad- yeah. i forgot about the badgent factor of all this i mean so yeah it's exactly right i mean think of that matchup especially if uh, if aiden o'connell gets the call for the raiders it's bad badgent against o'connell that would be your starting matchup for quarterbacks if, if that's the way it goes because uh, bad uh, still Tyson Badgett from Shepherd College. Blows my mind. Again, kudos to him for showing enough to make this team. But I had never heard of that college. And not going to lie, I haven't heard of the player. And he may, may be making his first start in the NFL. Yep, that's right. Matt Eberflus said Wednesday that Fields, it's going to be a grip strength issue. They're going to know more by the end of the week right now. He's working with the trainers. He's listed as doubtful for this week. So, yeah, I would probably go back and all of this and put this as the Cardinals uh, as the best shot there. Let's get to Eldad. Lamar Jackson coming back from London to take on the Lions. That is a lot of L talk here. For a Lions team that hasn't done much losing, 6-1 and one this season for the first time since 1956, Dad, could this be the game that they get got this weekend? What say you? 
I, I, I'm not going to lie. I think, I think I like the lions and the run that they're on. Listen, we keep talking about the lions and this, this high scoring offense that, that they've had and how it moves, especially last year to this year. They have a top 10 defense. They have the number one defense against the run. Now you have to contain Lamar Jackson. And, and, and remember he's, he's on pace for the most passing yards and on pace for under a thousand rushing yards, just what we had, they had talked about with Todd Munkin coming in that it was going to go that way. We'll see where the water levels by the end of the season, but Detroit very good at stopping the run. Can they stop Lamar in the passing game here as well? We know what you're going to get out of that offense. I like the role the lions are on. I just like everything about them right now. So I'm going to lean toward the lions in this one. Yeah, I I am too. I I think it's, it stopped becoming a cute story, and now it's starting yeah, to become exactly. consistency yes. from this team overall. We know, uh, you know, them getting Amon Ross St. Brown back consistently, and I think the Jamison Williams factor in all of this is going to mm. start to become mm-hmm. interesting. We saw that one flash of the deep threat in the last game. He caught that great ball in a deep play action shot. That kind of you know coming off the gambling suspension was what people have always been expecting when they drafted him. Coming out of Alabama, despite the injury, you knew it was going to be this time-released version of the production you were hoping for, and that could be the next step for this offense, Dad. Ben Johnson's always done such a great job of creating opportunities where Jared Goff is most comfortable, off-play action on routes breaking towards the middle of the field or back to the line of scrimmage. His heat chart as a quarterback is pretty consistent in those areas, but now all of a sudden, especially against this Baltimore Ravens defense, that quietly, Dad, when you look at what they do best, Right now, number one in the NFL with 24 sacks on the yep, season, yep. and no one really dominating all of that. I think it's Mad uh, Mad I God, I'm there you sorry go. for butchering that yeah. young man's name. Uh, Going to be better next time, but leads them with like four and a half or five and a half sacks. Everybody else in the mix on that because that's the style of that defense. They're going to dominate more by scheme, where they bring rushers from, getting a bunch of guys at the point of attack. This Ben Johnson-led offense does give Jared Goff a lot of answers for situations like that against a team where, yeah, you don't have one pass rusher that you necessarily have to worry about allocating resources toward. It's more overall scheme on scheme in this one, and I do give Ben Johnson a good bit of credit in that matchup. Yep, uh, I, I agree. So we're both on the lines in that one. Let's hit both, the eye. Both on the lines in that one. In case of emergency, Sean McVay may have to miss Sunday's game versus the Steelers due to the birth of his baby, Jesse. Although apparently if you ask Sean McVay, that's not quite the case. Yeah, just listen to what he had to say about baby watch. His wife due to give birth any day now. Uh, My wife's doing great. I think there was a lot made about me missing a game. I'm not going to miss a game. My son knows better than to come during a game. I can assure you that nobody's unborn child knows better than to come at an inopportune time. Yeah. yeah, I mean, we went through this with uh, Jason Kelsey at the Super Bowl with his wife Kylie when she was pregnant there, and all the will they won't they. So we'll see how big of a football guy that baby is uh, if it avoids coming out on a Sunday oh, to give his dad trouble. All I wanted, Mike, when you were born, because you were born in the season in September, is to be born on a Wednesday or Thursday work days where I could have had one of those days off. You were born on a Tuesday, the day off. So Man. I mean, so well, you were the antithesis of what most players and coaches who say, "Oh, I want my kid born in the off season," or "I don't want to miss any work because it's hashtag rise and grind." You were trying to rise and absolutely not grind listen, during that. We, week. Uh, listen, we weren't planning off season season. That's not how it worked in our household, man. It was you know, it was moving on. Whatever, moving you know, whatever on. happens, it happens, and you, you the baby comes, speaking, the baby comes. Speaking of emergencies, yeah. okay. Tyron right. Williams and Ronnie Rivers both. <laughs> 
both out with injury right now. The Rams had to elevate Royce Freeman from their practice squad and went and signed Miles Gaskin off the Vikings practice squad as well and added Darrell Henderson to that roster. So bulking up dad Kyron Williams, it sounds like now going to miss a couple of weeks, the former Notre Dame running back who had been having an absolute tear, had over 150 yards in their last game. How much does that concern you for this Rams team? Well, I mean, what concerns me more, Mike, is, you know, we sat there and talked about Pittsburgh and their their lack of ability on offense, right? Uh, what they're doing. And they say rely on defense. Well, you look statistically at the Pittsburgh defense. They're awful, right? I mean, they're, they're 30th in the league in total de- uh, defense. They're giving up 143 yards on the ground, 245 in the air. That was surprising to me, even though I think they play better than their stats. But I just I just think that passing game, while the running game may worry at the running back position, I'm not worried about that passing game for the Rams. Yeah, it's going to be very interesting. T.J. Watt and that Steelers pass rush versus this passing attack for the Rams. I'm with you. I'm not overly worried, but we know Kyron Williams had been a big part of what that team had yeah, done this yep. season. But that passing attack now that Cooper Cup's back, Pretty potent, should be able to offset that. I think a lot of that Steelers defense benefiting negatively from the imbalance created by that offense because we saw them bow up in a big way against a good Baltimore Ravens offense. Last one here, Dad. C, can the Dolphins knock off the Eagles, which it feels weirdly like it's the other way around, Dad. Yeah, Miami's 5-1. Yeah. and one. The Eagles just lost for the first time last week, and I get that the Eagles are at home here, but it feels like the Miami yes. Dolphins are the team that would be getting knocked off based on perception. I would I would agree. I think Miami is is playing better and feels like they're the better team right now, though they are playing in Philly. Uh, it's going to be loud there. I'm looking forward to calling that game uh, for Westwood one. Uh, I I mean, again, number one rush in Miami, number two rush defense in Philly. It's going to come down to that defense tackling because I think it'll be shorter routes. They'll try their shots over the top, but shorter routes for Miami and you damn well better be able to tackle uh, when they catch those short passes. Yeah, I think in this game, huge is Jalen Carter, who was back at practice this week, missed last week with the rolled ankle. I think for Philadelphia, if you're going to try and emulate some of what the Bills did in their game where they were able to beat this Miami Dolphins offense, it starts with having enough disruptors up front so you can allocate guys to the back end, get multiple sets of eyeballs onto Tyreek Hill and those receivers. Really quickly, I'm not picking this game, obviously, because I'm calling this game, so I'm not picking a winner or loser in this one. I want to talk about Jägermeister. Dad, what do you know about Jägermeister? I mean, well, really, all I know is it's got a really awesome stag logo. What what else do I need to know about Jägermeister? Well, uh, you should know that you've been drinking it all wrong this entire time. Damn, that's cold. There's a right and wrong way to drink it? Yes, there is, Dad. You should be drinking it ice cold at zero degrees Fahrenheit, to be exact. Huh? Well, you know what? That explains a lot. I've just been pulling it straight off the shelf. Oh, Dad, I'm so glad I got to you in time. No, that is entirely wrong. The only way to serve Jägermeister is ice cold. So wherever you're at, if you're hanging out with friends or you're at the bar or you're helping your dear sweet father try and get right, call the shots. Cheers with ice cold shots of Jägermeister. Damn, that's cold. And remember to check out Jägermeister at www.draftkingsxjägermeister.com. Remember, drink responsibly. Jägermeister liqueur, 35% alcohol by volume. Imported by Mast Jägermeister U.S., White Plains, New York.
Welcome back to Gojo and Golik. Tyler Conklin is having himself a year with the Jets after signing a three-year contract in 2022. He's second on the Jets this season with 27 targets, 20 receptions, and he's here now to talk with the guys about the roller coaster of a season so far. Tyler, we appreciate the time this morning, man. We know you're on by right now, so time is precious. First and foremost, is there any better feeling can you describe for people getting a big win like you guys got last week rolling into the bye and how much that changes the tenor, the schedule, everything about going into the bye week for you guys? Yeah, it's huge. I mean, first, we got a little extra time off, about an extra day and a half, which on the bye week is a lot of time. And, uh, I mean, obviously it's a whole week of not having to sit there and be dreading or, you know, waiting to try to get the taste out of your mouth when you have a loss. So, you know, coming off a two-game winning streak, especially a win like we just had against the Eagles and a little extra time off was uh, – it's hard to put into words, but it's pretty pretty damn good. It's one of the best <laughs> things that people don't realize. When you go in that locker room knowing you have a bye and you come off a win and you're waiting to hear – I don't know if he did it in the locker room – what the coach is going to tell you about. You know you're going to get some extra time off the win. So that is a very, very cool thing. I, I, what else cool with you? I know you played basketball in high school. It actually went – to Division II Northwood University and played a semester of basketball, played, I think, about seven games. Was there a thought process of that was going to be your career path? Oh, man, growing up, I was always a basketball guy. I played basketball and football. Uh, but, like, I just loved basketball, travel basketball. I went to a high school where we were good at basketball. We were, like, 0-27 going to my senior year of football. Oh. We varsity hasn't won a game in three years. We were pretty – we were, you know, always a decent basketball school, and we ended up going to uh, – the final four and have a real successful high school career basketball wise. And, uh, you know, then we got a new, a new head coach for football my senior year. And, you know, he came in and talked about turning it around and we're like, yeah, right. Like we haven't won a game in forever. <laughs> and, uh, you know, he said, Oh, we're going to win our first ever playoff game, host a playoff game. And, you know, what do you know that year we hosted and won our first ever playoff game. And I kind of started getting recruited for football a little bit, but, uh, I didn't want to throw everything away. I did away for basketball over kind of one year of football, I guess. And I ended up signing, uh, early signing period to go to Northwood um, before leaving and, and walking on to Central. So I maintain that there is nothing football players love more than being good at basketball and yeah. talking about being good at basketball. <laughs> In the Jets locker room right now, who's the guy that thinks he's the best basketball player and who's the guy that actually is the best basketball player? And that's the problem. All football players think they're good at basketball. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> oh, dude, I'm not, so, we used to sit around so the, the locker argument, room at Notre Dame when I was know. there and guys used to say they think they thought we could pick a starting five that could beat our actual varsity basketball team in a game. Yeah, the problem is everybody's like has such a false understanding of how good they are at basketball that the arguments go nowhere. Like you never can get anywhere with it. You just have to base it off. Like if I had to guess the best, who thinks they're the best? Probably Brees Hall. Mm. He's probably not. Brees is probably good, but he probably I think he's he thinks he's better than what he is. Um, but there's probably a few guys that are that are pretty good. Where would you rank on the Jets basketball team? It's hard to think that anybody's better than me. There you go. Yeah, there you go. Listen, and and we know the long line of of basketball players that have become great tight ends in the league. So it's you're you're right it right in that uh, family line there. As far as and and I know you've played with them before in Zach Wilson, but talk about the difference when you're preparing for a season with one quarterback. In this case, it was Aaron Rodgers, and then you know abruptly you get another quarterback. Albeit you played with him before. How much of a difference, if any, is there in an abrupt change like that? Yeah, I mean, 
And there's a lot of reasons it was different this year. I think, first of all, you know, you go into the offseason, we have all the, is he coming, is he not coming? I feel like that dragged down for a long time. And then it finally happens and you're excited to play with a Hall of Fame guy. And uh, I mean, I was a Green Bay fan growing up, so you know, I thought it was pretty cool. And then, uh, you know, he gets in the building and the kind of the presence and what he brings uh, just from like a meeting room standpoint, standpoint, all those things, obviously, with the knowledge and, and things he's done over his career is uh, hard to match by anybody, coach or player. And uh, and then when you get on the practice field with him, he just has such a unique way of doing things. Like we have our system, obviously, and what we do on offense, but there's so many little unique uh, details that he has kind of built into the way he runs an offense that you have to try to you know, to really be successful with him. And, you know, you got to try to figure out how he's, we always joke around, like, like trying to learn Aaron 101, like just being able to read his mind sometimes and, and, uh, you know, see what he's seeing because he sees so many things out there uh, that makes the game easier. And once you can kind of get on the same page as him, uh, you know, it goes a really long ways. So with all those things, it was, it was different. Uh, But I do think, you know, Zach in to learn from him and already kind of being someone Zach looked up to and wanted to, you know, model his game after. And then getting to actually see when Aaron throws a certain way or when he does this, it's really kind of paid off for Zach and his maturation process. We've heard Rob Sala talk about the impact Aaron still has on the team right now, despite being injured and out there. Is that true? Is he still around the facilities? He's still in Zach's ear. How much is he able to help right now? Yeah, I'm not sure how much he's in Zach's here. I'm sure they definitely talk. Uh, I'm sure him and Coach Hackett talk a lot with their relationship. And he's in the building a decent amount of time. He's not there all the time because he's, you know, trying to pull off a miraculous comeback right now as we all are sitting here, you know, anxiously waiting to see. Uh, <laughs> but he, when he is there, it's, it's really hard to explain just uh, his presence, really. Like, when we were in meetings, it's just the way he kind of asks questions and keeps you attentive and – also, just the level of play he's played at for so long naturally makes you want to – like I always told people when he was coming, like it made me want to be one of the better tight ends that he's ever played with, right? Like that was something that I wanted to do. I wanted to play with him when he was done. You know, when I was done getting to play with him, I wanted him to look back and be like, hey, well, you know, Tyler Conklin was one of the, you know, better tight ends that I played with. So I think it's just the love, the way he makes you want to raise your play also kind of in a natural way because of what he's done that uh, goes unnoticed at times. Outside of football, we know Aaron Rodgers has a wide range of topics that he talks about. Has you ever have any discussions with him about things other than football? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm I like a lot of the stuff that he is interested in with the manifestation and just I mean, I've never done ayahuasca and anything like that, but I think it's all- <laughs> if Aaron I mean, Rodgers approaches you in the offseason and says, Tyler, I think we can really bond and get ready for next year. I think this would really help us. Would you at least consider it? Oh, I'm in. <laughs> there we go. I would do it. I would do it. I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not against that at all. So I hope he sees this and that gives me the invite. But uh, yeah, I think, you know, it's just. Obviously, uh, I always explain to people just the difference is so like in the NFL compared to college, right? There's just so many different types of people, different age groups, people's families, not families, all those different things. And you have someone of his stature that you don't know. The media paints a certain picture and, uh, you know, you just hear so much about him because of the spotlight he has. And then, you know, it's completely different when you see him in person, right? Like the way he is, like the first day he was there, um, you know, like the first week, really, you know, he's sitting at different tables trying to like talk and get to know everybody, remembering everybody's name and like little stuff like that for someone of his, um, I guess, stature, you could say goes a really long ways, especially with a young Zach. team in a sense. 
for Zach Wilson, what was the conversation? Because he took a lot of heat in that stretch right after Aaron Rodgers went down, came in, started to play better against Kansas City. What are you guys as teammates saying to him while all that's going on? Yeah, uh, man, the the media and the stuff he has to deal with from social media, media and all that stuff, it's, it's sometimes frustrating because like you, you people tend to forget that he's just a kid, right? And uh the high hopes everybody has Aaron Rodgers and then that happening, like it all automatically put people into a panic. But I think the, the big thing that he's really done uh, that you can notice the difference of is his confidence. I don't know. You know, I think coach Downing and coach Hackett, coach Rob do a really good job with helping him understand the game plan. And I think just that little piece allows him to be more confident, right? It's just like all of us, any position, the more confident you are with your job, the faster you can play, and at quarterback, that's only, you know, amplified. So um, I think his confidence from just an understanding of the game, being with Aaron, kind of um, building a confidence just from being around him and then, you know, stacking a, co- you know, a couple of good games so far is really uh, – I'm excited where it keeps, to see where it keeps going. Now, there's no doubt stacking a couple of good games, a couple of great wins for you guys going into the bye week now and setting up for uh, what should hopefully be a very promising run. Uh, Tyler, we appreciate the time this morning, man. Enjoy the rest of your bye week. We will clip this and send it to Aaron so he invites you to do ayahuasca (laughs) next offseason. And we'll check in with you after the trip. All right? Thanks, man. (laughs) Thanks, Tyler. Thanks for having me. There we go. See, he's ready to put his hand in the pile, Dad. Not afraid of going out there, trying something new if it means the team's better and him and Aaron's relationship is even better. Uh, I absolutely love that. That's never never a bad The NBA playoffs are heating up, and so is the action at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. With same-game parlays, live betting, odds boosts, and so much more, don't miss out as the NBA postseason winds down. And if you're new to DraftKings, you got to check this out. New customers can bet 5 bucks to get 150 in bonus bets instantly. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code GOJO. That's code GOJO for new customers to get 150 in bonus bets when you bet just 5 bucks. Only on DraftKings. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. That's 467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.co slash bball for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. Welcome back to Gojo and Golik. It is time to turn our attention to the college game with our Modelo College Football Weekend Preview brought to you by Modelo, the mark of a fighter. So guys, biggest matchup of the week, number seven, Penn State, number three, Ohio State. Earlier this week, Nittany Lions head coach James Franklin spoke about, you know, the respect that he has for his Ohio State counterpart, Ryan Day. Take a look. He took over a program in a very different position uh, than I did but still very challenging for very different reasons, if that makes sense. Um, I always got a ton of respect for him at Big Ten meetings, just kind of how he goes about his business. Um, He's passionate about the Big Ten conference and what we have to do um, to position the conference in the best chance to be successful. Um, 
you know, uh, competing nationally. Um, so, you know, and they've done a nice job offensively, which is what his background is. So I just, you know, we have a lot of people in common. Him and Frank Leonard uh, work together at Boston College. We just know a lot of people in common. Um, and I respect, I respect his body of work. Good stuff, guys. Just obviously going to be a huge matchup this weekend. All eyes on this one. Ohio State has the third-ranked scoring defense, Penn State's second-ranked scoring defense. Yeah, and Dad, really in this game, um, what we've got is I think the matchup ultimately going to be deciding it is the one that Ryan Day is most publicly sensitive about. We remember going back to Notre Dame, there was the whole very public back and forth between Ryan Day and Lou Holtz about the toughness of his team. Right, and, right. And usually, like it, it, the toughness thing obviously is the most sensitive subject for every football player, football coach. That idea of be considered tough or soft is always going to be at the forefront. But usually that's manifest, at least in the way I perceive football, as the way you perform in the trenches, really your offensive line and defensive line play. And for Ohio State, it's going to be that offensive line matchup against this Penn State defensive front that we knew coming into the season. Bruce Feldman's freaks list was basically 90% Penn State pass rushers and the guys they've got there. Manny Diaz and the job that he's done since coming over there has usually been tied to all the fun sim pressures, the things that he can do rushing just for. But you've got four dudes that you can turn up front largely and turn loose to get after the quarterback on their own. And this Ohio State offensive line, had some issues with that when they played against Notre Dame and what they posed defensively. And so I do think that's going to be where Penn State challenges them right now because Kyle McCord's been very good. He hasn't been earth-shattering. He certainly right, hasn't put right. up numbers like the last couple of Ohio State quarterbacks, but keeping his jersey clean is going to be the thing that ultimately decides this game. I mean, we talk about offensive firepower now in football, right, both college and pros. Penn State defense, Jesse mentioned it, the second-ranked scoring defense, but they're in the in the country, number one in total defense, number one in pass defense, number one in pass efficiency, completion percentage, first downs allowed, sacks a game, and red zone attempts. It's ridiculous what this defense is doing, and you mentioned the hosses up front, and when you can do it with four. Now, McCord has only been sacked seven times this year, but he's going to feel the pressure. Both these quarterbacks, 11 touchdowns, one interception for McCord, are 12 and no, and no interception. So, But I think if someone's going to get pushed into that, it could be McCord with this pass rush by Penn State. That's the side of the ball they're they're living on. I'm I'm going with Penn State in this one. I know it's on the road. I know it's going to be a tough go at Ohio State in Columbus, but I like Penn State. Maybe it's the defensive guy in me because of their defense. Yeah, I'm still going to go Ohio State in this game. I think they were about a four and a half point favorite. Yeah, four and a half, yeah. I, I just think ultimately on the other side, while we've talked so much about Ohio State's offensive line and the way that they've gone about things, I do think quietly for the other side, Drew Aller, great arm, great young quarterback. I know Penn State fans were super excited about him. Them and this receiver crew have struggled to really push the ball downfield with any consistency. And I think for the Ohio State on the other side, last year this was JT Tuamalo, their defensive end's big coming out party game, and basically stuffed the stat sheet all in this one game and sort of made a reputation for the year off what he was able to do. And so I think that group, the offense for Penn State, really lacking a downfield passing attack is going to be the ultimate limiting factor in this. I take Ohio State in this game as they keep it rolling because we. You know, Deb, we've talked about it all year long. This is now us starting to get to the crux of the Big Ten East schedule and what they're going to do there. So let's move from that one to Tennessee at Alabama, Dad. 
17th ranked Tennessee on the road at Alabama the third Saturday in October. We know last year was a big one for the Hendon Hooker-led Tennessee Volunteers Mm -hmm. getting the win against Alabama in dramatic fashion. The goalpost is probably still floating down a river somewhere. That being said, Dad, this year, very different world for both teams offensively. The Joe Milton experience has not turned into what people hoped it would be going into the season with all the gifts that he's got, although it's been a dominant rushing offense, one of the best in the SEC, going up and out against an Alabama team that also with Jalen Milrow not getting exactly what they had been used to in the last number of quarterbacks. Who you like here? What a difference a year makes, right? Where's Bryce Young and Hendon Hooker? A 52-49 game last year. Last year, Tennessee's offense averaged 46 points. 525 yards a game. And as you mentioned, now it's the three-headed rushing attack that they have, averaging over 230-some yards, I think, a game. Um, They've been incredible uh, with what they're doing. I think they're six nationally there. Uh, and both defenses are, are pretty good, you know, uh, scoring defenses of the top four in the SEC. Brew McCoy out for Tennessee. So for, for Milton, they don't have him as a wide receiver. So because of that, because it's a more muted term for both these teams, I, I'm, I'm going to go with the team that most people would go with, and that's Alabama. I'm still always going to give them the benefit of the doubt of what's going to be a much lower scoring game than last year. Yeah, I think if you're going to beat this Bama team, we saw the formula against Texas, you're going to be able to have to hit them for big plays. Traditionally, the formula against Nick Saban defenses has always been you've got to have a mobile enough quarterback to get out of trouble. And Dallas Turner, who leads Alabama in sacks, has been what most people have expected of him, the rusher of his caliber. Chris Braswell has also contributed a lot. They've got dominant edge rushers if you want to go about that. But we've seen it's been a tried and true formula during Nick Saban's decade plus in Tuscaloosa and I just don't think they're going to have that consistently enough the way they haven't this season. I was one like everybody else. It's exciting to think about Joe Milton in theory and want it to work out for all the wonderful gifted athlete reasons, especially after what we watched with Anthony Richardson last year. But I just don't see that the case. I like Alabama to win this game. I'm not sure if I would lay the nine on this one. That's a big number for an Alabama team that's sort of winning close in the margins. Even though offensively, Dad, it's not quite the three yards in a cloud of dust we've expected, it's more intermittent big plays for that Alabama offense. But I'm with you. I think they win. Last game here, Duke at Florida State. I'm calling this game, so I'm not picking this game. But, Dad, Florida State has never lost to Duke. Duke is 0-21 against the Seminoles so far. A tall task, and with Riley Leonard, their quarterback's health, still kind of a question mark going into this game. Definitely a tall order for the Blue Devils. Boy, if they could get him back. Remember that they had that big game, night game against Notre Dame. They were undefeated. They played well in that game, and then Riley Leonard gets hurt at the end of the game. They lose that game, and you think, "Uh uh-oh, now their season's in a lot of trouble. Well, they keep winning. There, Riley Leonard may be back. We'll have to wait and see if he's not a if he is or not, because they have a monster, monster rushing attack. I think this number is too big, Mike. Fourteen and a half is a lot of points. I know it's down in Tallahassee. I get that, but I like this Duke team to keep it closer than that. I still think Florida State wins, but because I were the Riley Leonard factor is really, really the, the part of this that that is iffy for me. That even if he's back. You know, is he back to 100%? Because when he can run the ball, he is an absolute terror. But I'll go with Florida State, but I don't think I'm laying the 14 and a half. 
Riley Leonard is a huge part of the reason huge. why Duke has the number one rushing offense in the ACC and set a whole host of Duke single season school records last year. He's the secret sauce to that rushing attack. And so life gets a lot more difficult if that dynamic athlete is not out there. Players to watch in this game, if Duke is going to have success, it's their D-tackle crew. Jamie on Franklin and Dwayne Carter. Dwayne Carter, big-time Sunday guy, one of the best defensive tackles in all of college football. And offensively, for this Florida State team that we know wants to stretch the field, has the playmakers to do it, Keon Coleman has been a revelation so far. Set a school record with three touchdowns for a Florida State player making their debut against LSU earlier this fall. Springy athlete. Going to go a long way. Mike Norvell wants to push the ball downfield. He's got the veteran quarterback to do it. And so those guys are going to be the ones that I'll have my eye on. And really, if you're a Sunday football fan, definitely the guy you got your eye on too right there. We'll be back after this in a minute. Let's go Joan Golick here on the DraftKings Network. Sound the trumpets. It's horse racing time. So saddle up for the action with DK Horse, an official DraftKings affiliate. Right now, new customers who download the DK Horse app can get a 100% deposit bonus up to $250. Just deposit $25 or more and complete the playthrough requirement. Wager on your favorite horses, then watch the races live right in the app. Download the DK Horse app now. New customers get a 100% deposit bonus up to $250 when they opt in with code GOLIC. Only on the DK Horse app. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER, 18-PLUS, 21-PLUS in certain states, to open or access an account and resident of a state where DK Horse is available. Eligibility restrictions apply. Void where prohibited. One per new customer. Match calculated on first deposit up to a maximum of $250. Deposit requires two-time playthrough of settled wager within 168 hours. Bonus released in $25 increments. Deposit and eligibility restrictions apply. See terms at DKHorse.com. Brought to you by Wrangler. Jeans, shirts, and jackets made for the ride of life. Be ready for those cooler days and longer nights in styles that are going to keep you warm and keep you comfortable, moving, and looking great no matter where you are. You can wear Wrangler jeans literally anywhere. At work, out at night, playing a pickup game with your friends, or at home watching the game on TV. They're that comfortable and that durable. And there's a Wrangler shirt for every occasion. You got casual tees, snaps and button-ups, or you can layer them together for a little bit of both. And don't forget about the iconic Wrangler jackets. No, no, no. When the weather starts to chill and you need to venture out, Wrangler will keep you ready for anything. Add some Wrangler to your getup with jeans, shirts, and jackets that look great, fit great, and move great, so you're always ready for whatever life throws at you. Save 15% on your first Wrangler.com order when you use promo code GOJO15. Wrangler for the ride of life. Welcome back to Gojo and Golick. Mike Golick Jr., Mike Golick Sr., and Jesse Cofield getting ready to send you off into the weekend the way we always do with this, that, and the third. Three quick stories. Make sure you download, subscribe, rate, review. Leave us that five-star rating. Check us out here live Monday through Friday, 8 to 10 a.m. Eastern on DraftKingsNetwork.com, DraftKings YouTube channel, Samsung TV Plus, and others. And if you missed any of it, any of our great guests here, Tyler Conklin, the New York Jets tight end, who was awesome, Terrell Suggs, Baltimore Ravens Ring of Honor member as of this Sunday, you can go and check it out wherever you get your podcasts or on YouTube where all episodes exist in totality. Guys, let's get to this, that, and the third and start off with this. We got the announcement earlier this week that flag football would be one of the sports announced to be entered into the Olympics by the 2028 games in Los Angeles. According to a report, 
the NFL is actually open to and encouraging its current and former players to be a part of Team USA for this. Guys, if we go and send the best of our best to go and play flag football, this is going to be Cardale Jones versus the kid in the hospital levels of past the sticks with the kind of offensive output we could expect. Yeah, like it's this, not fair. Yeah. It's not even this. Hey, fair's a place where they judge pigs. I'm trying to win gold medals. We can't go out here and put anything that our best effort forward when it, we get some version of American football on the world stage. We have gone a long way down in a lot of different fields as a nation. All the stats about education, all those places where we're not actually number one, that's fine. We got to make sure we're doing this one thing right. So you send Tyreek Hill, you put Debo Sam, basically just combine the Dolphins and the 49ers skill players, send them over, or I mean, I guess send them over, send them to Los Angeles. Los Angeles, yes. Send them to the West and then Coast. watch them whoop everybody's ass. This, this would be akin to the dream team in basketball. Hell yeah. Th- th- this is how bad of a destruction it would be. And it's kind of twofold for me because fly football has become unbelievably popular. And again, on both sides, women's side and men's side, but this we're talking the men's side because it's NFL players. I would there'd be part of me that would feel bad for the guys that are playing now and doing well now and would be hoping to represent the US because they would get shoved aside for the NFL players without question. And I wonder if it would be a situation where we would beat them so bad that NFL players would say, Well, this isn't worth doing because it's it's such a destruction. But the other side of it is. Mike, you know the Olympic freak I am. To have the opportunity to stand on the podium with what would be a gold medal around your neck playing yep. the national anthem would be something I would be jumping at but, given the given the situation. But Without, I mean, given how much have of a, never had the opportunity yeah, to that's wear right. their colors, that's right. country's colors. Yep. But it's going to be such a cakewalk that it's kind of like, yeah. okay, you got yeah. the gold medal, but like... So, so it would be, it could end up being just like the NBA dream team. We dominate. And then some of the top players stop going and, and others fill in the spot until the rest of the world catches up. And then we cycle back through again and bring our stars. I could see that happening, but the thrill of putting the medal, the gold medal around my neck for one of these, one of these NFL players will be too much for them to pass up. And again, yeah, I would love to go to a different country, quite honestly. But I mean, it's in the right in their backyard. They would just have to go to L.A. for it. I, it'll be unreal. And what a destruction it would be. Here, Dad, is my thing too. Is you said you'd feel badly for the players that are currently a part yeah. of this team. Yeah, it's competition, baby. You're either good enough. Or no, you're not. no, I agree. I, I know. Uh, I it's know. one of the. I'm sure there might be one or two that are so adept yes. at flag football in yes. particular yes. that yes. Might, they might be able to make the squad. Agree. But in there general, my thought yeah. is. Just because you've been here doesn't mean you need to be here if we're going there with the dudes that we could potentially bring. If you're the best of what's around, that's great for you. Congratulations. Right. But if you can't beat out these guys, that's competition. That's the sports. We're not just sending you over there because you're the one that's been there. I want the best and I want to win. Got to set end this, of sentence. America. Set the standard. Yeah, got to set the standard right out of the gate Hell that yeah, we are bro. we are not to be trifled with in flag football. Yeah, no, that's exactly. True. We're not to be trifled with in flag football. But Jesse, apparently football players are to be trifled mm. with when it comes to Wheel of Fortune. Yeah, oh not a dream team showing. Uh, so <laughs> former NFL running back Rashad Jennings joined a couple other dudes, Jared Allen, Marcellus Wiley, on Celebrity Wheel of Fortune, all three playing for charity. And Jennings got a clue down to just one letter, okay, right? 
And then what happened next was very unfortunate. I wish I could help. I really do. But if why you can buy some time by spending the money. I'm going to spend it. Yeah. 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 It's just the cue, man. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my God. And, and I love the fact I thought oh, he's just going for extra money. Good for him. That's the way to do it. You know, risk it. Take the chance. You're playing, you know, make more money for the charity. But he didn't know it. Oh, my God. I mean, I mean, some people aren't movie people. Like, he just but, doesn't know yeah, who Quentin yeah, Tarantino yeah. is. No, but this is my thing. The American education system is failing us all because even if you, you. don't know who Quentin Tarantino is, yeah, yeah. there is only one letter that more or less can come in front of a yeah, you yeah. in a name like this. Yeah. And like, that's just, that just to me is context clues. That's SAT a tough, yeah. stuff. I, tough no. call. Tough call there. Tough call. I will say, cause we, we've talked about celebrity jeopardy yes. with our friend Katie Nolan. And, and you always think about which game show would you like to go on? For me, it would be wheel of fortune, celebrity jeopardy. I wouldn't have a shot, but the wheel of fortune, I would love to try and be on that one and hopefully I, not make a mistake like that. I guess that's the thing is I do always account for the fact that, hey, when you're when it's live, when it's yeah, live action yeah, and you're actually yeah. there under the lights and you're doing mm-hmm. the game show, you can you can kind of lose it every once in a while. You can yep, get a little yep, wonky yep. up there. But that one, again, between. All right. If you don't know who Quentin Tarantino is, fine. Q you. Q you. Yeah. Yeah. Usually Quentin, deductive reasoning Quentin, here. Quentin Tarantino. Quentin, 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 Quentin Tarantino. Tarantino. That's going to be a great T-shirt that shows oh up somewhere God. in the oh deepest corners God. of the internet. He has a good sense internet. of humor about it, though. He was like, he he posted about it on Instagram. Catch me on Wheel of Fortune. You'll definitely get a laugh. Wait, producer Tom just had a great idea. He said Quentin Tarantino should be the name of the possum. Oh, wow. I mean, yeah, maybe there maybe go. he also has a possum living in his walls and has been workshopping names. So maybe Rashad Jennings, he just like me for real. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> All right. Let's get let's get to the third here, Jesse. This is the story that. We oh, my gosh. For. So a 50 year old Lithuanian man was recently arrested in Spain for faking a heart attack to get out of paying a bill. And listen, this first of all, this is the guy. Second of all. He's done this 20 times. He finally got nabbed. He so he he you know is the bill comes and he says, "Oh, let me just go back to my my hotel room and I'm I'm going to get the the money." And they said, "No, we're not letting you leave. You got to pay your bill." And then he threw himself on the ground and pretended to have a heart attack and the staff was wiser than him. They called the police and not an ambulance. And turns out this is a serial f- heart attack faker. <laughs> this is a guy that's going to have his picture in the restaurants, right? With the line yeah. through it. Don't let this man in. Yeah. I mean, 20 times. That is a, but how, how, how do you think you're getting away with it? Let me go back to my hotel. I get the money. No, sir. You're not leaving. Oh, my heart. Oh my God. My heart. I mean, they had to be laughing at this guy. And then is he Maybe. running out on the hospital bills? Because you, there's like an ambulance I, right. bill, or I, I guess, guess not in Europe. Thing. Not in Europe. They're in Europe. Oh, Never mind. Yeah. Sorry, they don't. Right. They don't charge innocent people. For, American healthcare yeah. is really yeah. cool. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely not at all problematic. That's just like a free ride, I guess, in Europe. Yeah. Like the ambulance. The long, the long goal of American healthcare to make it pri- so privatized and expensive that at least you can 
can't have someone faking heart attacks right, consistently right. to exactly get out of right. small because these are twenty thirty dollar yeah. bills that this guy's trying to get out of. He faked a heart attack to get out of paying for whiskeys and seafood paella, which sounds delicious, by the way. Love a good paella, but I also respect the biz enough to go and pay for my paella. Yeah, I wonder, do we think he's just doing it to see if he can get away with it, or if he actually doesn't want oh, to pay the bill? He's and like addicted to it. Twenty times in, yeah, it's like when, in, oh, hundred percent. It's like or when rich maybe, people shoplift, like it's his thing. Yeah, exactly, like, exactly. Yeah. Yes. Or maybe an aspiring actor and trying to put this on the real. I live in Los ah. Angeles now. And what better way to show your range than to all of a sudden convince 20 restaurants that you're having a heart attack? That's next Oscar. level stuff. Ah, just not checkers. Download, subscribe, rate, review. Leave us a five-star rating. Have a great weekend. We'll talk to you guys Monday.